Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. Taking this breath, just letting it all out, knowing that there is only one, one mind, one heart, one breath, that is all that there is, that just permeates and saturates this entire existence with its beingness. It shows up in our lives as love and light and life and peace and power and wisdom and compassion. It is all of these things and so much more. I call it God. I call it spirit. But it is that which cannot be named, especially by the limitations of our language. And I know this divine presence. I see it and I feel it in everything that I come across. It is in the way the owl tosses those vibrations in the blue dark night. The way the stars perforate that night sky. The way our planet is held in perfect orbit around the sun. That perpetual motion giving us sunrise and sunset and the dawning of a new day. So that we can embody all of those godlike qualities and principles. It is that divine presence which is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. And as such, I must be of it. I must be an extension of that divine reality right here, right now. I am immersed in this presence. I am immersed in all that love, all that light, all that life. I am in it. I am of it. This is the truth of me. And this is the truth for each one here as well. No one needs to seek it out anywhere else, nor could they. It is theirs to know all those qualities, all that wisdom, all that compassion. It is theirs, and I claim it for them. And so in this awareness, from this place of consciousness, I speak my word for this community here today, knowing that this service is exactly what is needed that the words of Reverend David allow that to unthaw everything that has been frozen in your space, in your world. Allow it to come to light. And I know that the music from our music team just reverberates down to the very chasms of your being, allowing all that love and all that wisdom to just spring forth and unfold. And I know that the silences bring you deeper into this awareness so that each one can bring their full presence, their full life into this moment, into this service. So I'm grateful for this. I have much thanks for this space, for this community, for this word that is spoken, for the truth that is known, and for the law that always says yes, the law that always affirms everything that is given to it. And so I give this word into that law 
knowing that it is done, knowing that it has been so, and it was before this word was even spoke. And I simply say, and so it is. So this whole month, and in fact this whole year, we're looking at a theme called a grand rising. And it's an invitation to not just rise every day, but to rise grandly every day. Would that be okay with you? Yeah? Yeah? Ah, Expand. And today we're looking at it's a new day. This whole month we're kind of going through, we did a song last last week, and I think we're doing it the last Sunday of the month too, that... um, uh, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life, and I'm feeling good. Those are the talk, talk titles for this month. And so uh, today is the second one of those. It's a new day. Have you noticed? It's not yesterday, and it's not tomorrow yet. It's a new day. You know, it's been said that, that we can live the same day 365, or well, this year 366 times, or we can live 365 days, fresh each day. I'll take that second one. And the difference is our opening to the newness of each day. And and that newness requires a dirty word. Change. (laughs) Requires change. It requires letting go of last night. If I'm going to wake up to this day, I have to let go of Last night, the fantasies, the nightmares, the grogginess, the whatever it was, I have to let go of that. Ernest Holmes encourages us to engage in wonder and joy and the curiosity of what is going to happen next. What if we woke up every day going, ah, what is going to happen today? And by the way, I can influence that to some degree. Every day is a fresh beginning. Every day is the world made new. And we can discover that split second that the Zen Buddhist looks for, that Jesus referred to, that moment of the, in the eternal presence when we are no longer conditioned in the present by the past nor by future anticipation. For those are the two millstones that grind the joy out of the day in which we live. Breathe that in for a moment. Living in fear of the past, or whatever the experience was of the past, or worrying about the future. And those are the two millstones that grind the joy out of every day. Can I be present with this moment? Just present with this moment. Just take a moment. Notice your breath. Notice your heartbeat. Notice the sound of my voice. Notice the other sounds in the room. being present. See, without change, we're doing the same thing over and over, perhaps expecting or hoping for a different result. But not doing the inner processes to create that different result just leaves us spinning in hope, but not experiencing. Many of us have heard of the law of attraction, the idea that we can do things to draw what we want out there to us over here. And I view it a little differently. We just had this conversation. I'm, I'm in a, uh, facilitating a study group on, on some talks of Ernest Holmes. There was about a dozen of us who got together yesterday. 
So I view it a little differently. I view it as the law of radiation, that what I am radiates out and shows up in my life in form, rather than me trying to get that over there to come over here. Who I am shows up in my outer life as expressions of my self-identity. And so if I want a different result, I must become someone different than my past limited identity. I must become the kind of person for whom this new result would be normal. For whom this new result would be natural. And from the shift within, I experience a shift in the outer. And this is simple. It's simple. But it's not necessarily easy. (laughs) And often it's not easy because we must do two things that can be uncomfortable. First, we must release the old stories and beliefs that keep us trapped in the past way of being. And second, we're often, which is often tied to the first, we must keep face the fear of moving into the new. So let's talk about the first one, old stories and the beliefs we have formed from them. Stuff happens, yes? It happens to good people. It happens to bad people. It just happens. That's how life works. You didn't do anything for which life or some cosmic being is punishing you. Although you may have done things which created unpleasant consequences, which is different. It's been said that we're punished by our sins. Sins are just mistakes, not for them. We are punished by doing or or we experience unpleasant results by what we do rather than for what we do. In other words, there's, there are consequences for our actions, but there's not some big guy or big gal up there or out there somewhere making a list and checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Most of our mistakes, perhaps all of them, are done out of ignorance. Not truly understanding the nature of life or spirit But many of us were socially conditioned to believe in a punishing deity. You know, we still practice that in our culture with all the punishment that we do. Do you know the U.S. has one of the highest prison populations per capita in the nation? Or in the world, I mean? Huge. So we believe in this punishing deity. We believe in a life of guilt and shame from which we can't escape. And that is B.S. For those who knew, that's belief system. We've even been taught that we should feel guilt, shame, and blame for things that others did to us. Somehow you caused that to happen. Which is another batch of BS. Breathe. So in order to move forward into a truly new day, we have to understand the meanings we have made from these experiences and the stories we continue to tell ourselves about ourselves, about other people, about the world, and about God. Because those meanings and those stories that we hang on to to reinforce those meanings are what colors our life. See, something happens and we make a meaning out of it. Yes? You know, I had something happen yesterday. Somebody sent, sent me a, a, a message, and I took it as a, a sort of a personal attack. And I realized afterwards the person could have been just being playful and joking with me. I wasn't sure which one it was. 
but I noticed which one I went to. And then this morning I woke up and went, yep, yeah, knowing that person, they could have also been doing this over here. Which story did I want to make up? Now, it's truly important to grieve the experiences that we've had. This is not a, uh, about spiritual bypass. I'll just go straight to forgiveness. Something awful happened to me. Let me just forgive that person. I, I knew a person years ago who had something like that happen. He was a minister. He was a Presbyterian minister uh, who had been training for the Seattle to Portland bike ride, and some kids ran him off the road deliberately about a month before the ride, breaking his hip. And he was interviewed right after that on the news, and he says, oh, I've forgiven them. Six months later, that reporter went back and checked in with him again and said, how are you doing? And he says, I noticed I'm really angry. Because anger is the first part of the grieving process. And we have to feel that. We have to do our actual forgiveness work before we just, quote, move on. But when we find that we're still clinging to things years later, it's time to say, okay, that happened. Now what? Now what? Am I going to spend the rest of my life imprisoned in this story? Or am I going to learn what I can learn from it and move forward? We can be like the character Gollum in Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and, and uh, The Hobbit, hiding in our caves, screaming, I hate it forever! Yes? Okay. Or we can say, yes, I lost something precious, but there are other precious things out there. And true power, or true life, or true joy, or true love comes from within, not from some other object or person out there. And we move forward by extracting the essence, excuse me, the essence of what we can learn from the experience, and by noticing our strength and resilience. Hey, you're still here. Yes? You've had this experience happen you're still here. And by you, I don't mean the wounded, you know, whatever person. I mean the still, the healthy person, the bright, brilliant person who's inside of you. We're still here and opening to grow. The African-American poet Maya Angelou wrote this powerful poem that I think summarizes this. And she says, You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides, just like the hopes springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awfully hard? Because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness offend, uh, upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. 
into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Yes. Who? Power. We all have that power to rise beyond whatever has happened in the past. Can we rise into the new day? Can we use the F word? Forgiveness. You weren't thinking of a different F word, were you? No. Forgiveness isn't condoning someone's behavior. It's not just forgetting or pretending it's okay. It's rising up and realizing I'm greater than this thing that happened to me or that I did. Because some of us have things to forgive about ourselves, yes? Okay. Now let me rephrase it. All of us, nudge your neighbor, you and I both have things to forgive that we did. Clinging to the past hurt doesn't help us live a present life of full, free joy. Sometimes we may even have to forgive the world just for being how it is. Breathe. So, shit happens. Yes, I said that word. But when we add the F of forgiveness, shift happens. We learn, grow, and move forward. And we are greater than anything that anyone ever did to us. That's when we apply forgiveness. And then we face our second challenge, which is the fear of expanding into something new. Something that's greater yet unknown in our previous experience. And any leftover stories or meanings that we've had from, the, from those things out of the past will pop on, up to the surface to scream at us. And they will scream at us, they won't like you. They won't love you. They'll lash out at you. They'll leave you. Those four fears will keep us locked in our cages of fear living the same day over and over and over again. Until, one of my favorite quotes from Anais Nin, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Are you willing to blossom into a new day? <laughs> she also said, life never wore one out so much as the effort not to live. We struggle harder to not live, to keep ourselves contained and closed up than life ever takes. So eventually we get to face our fear and say, yes, that might happen. How many of you have tried something and somebody got upset with you? It happens. But people who truly love me want me to shine and want to shine with me. And the rest... They want me to stay in my cage so that either they can control me or so that they don't have to see their own cages. See, we're not here to live in cages or be automatons. Ernest Holmes, in the very first page of the Science of Mind book, says the only agenda of the universe is freedom. Freedom. We rise into a new day. We look our fears in the face and say, thank you for calling me to pay attention. Now, are you real? See, sometimes it's good to have fear, yes? You know? It calls us to pay attention. It calls us to say, I need more information. 
I need something else. So that's, that's a real fear. Do I need something before moving forward? Or are you just risen from the chaos and old night of the past? Are you just old ghost stories? And I choose to create new stories because I'm the author of the book of my life. Say that. I'm the author of the book of my life. And I choose to create a life that sings, a life of joy, a life of outrageous good. Because that is what we all truly deserve, yes? Yes? Outrageous good, come on. All right, thank you. Does that mean that everything in this new day is happy, happy, joy, joy, and easy peasy? No. Would you really want it that way? No. Somebody said yes. But after a while, you get really bored if every day was that day. One of our practitioners, you know, it's just... (laughs) See, we're exploring, we're exploring an infinite good. Take that in for a moment. Infinite good. Infinite good. As we do so, we're called to peel away all the layers of limitation, not as a punishment, nor as an endless slog through, oh my God, I've got to peel off another layer of the onion I thought I'd already... No, we're exploring infinite good, and so anything that's in the way goes away. That's what we're doing. As we peel off whatever layers are, we're stepping into something more wonderful. Yay! Yippee-skippy, Yes? It's a joyous process of becoming more. And Nathan also said, life is a process of becoming, a combination of states we have to go through. Where some people fail is that they wish to elect a state and remain in it. This is a kind of death. We get to a certain point of the journey and we say, that's good enough, I don't want any more. And guess what? That's our death. That's our new prison. And so, as we grandly rise, let us not settle for a safe but vapid existence. Let us rise up and live. Let our hearts, minds, and souls be outrageously free. And let our daily rising be grand, not just, I'm going to get up today, grand. Are you with me? Great. Your practice this week. Number one, ask yourself, where do I need to let go of last night? In order to have a new day, we have to let go of the previous night for those old dreams, nightmares, and fantasies. And what are those old dreams, nightmares, and fantasies that no longer serve me in this new day? I shared last week about a friend of mine who used the phrase, stop cheering for a team that's no longer on the field. We got to do that this week, especially here in Seattle area. Or a coach who's no longer coaching our team that's not on the field. Breathe. Learn from the old experiences. Stop telling old victim stories and clinging to what they mean about you and reframe the stories. With you as the resilient, learning, persevering hero. Can you do that? And then ask, just a minute. Can you do that? Will you do that? 
straight. And then ask, what do I want to create with this brand new day? This brand new life that I have. Face down any fears and get support. Nobody ever created the life that they love by themselves. That old myth is, was never true. So find people to support you. Find a practitioner, find a prayer partner, find a, a caring friend who wants to shine with you. Take classes, learn new things, try new things. So that's your spiritual practice for the week, is what is the old night that I need to let go of, and what's the new day that I want to create? Are you willing to play with that this week? How about this month? And the year two? All right. I want to close with a quote from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, who we celebrate tomorrow. And he says, The ultimate measure of a person is not where they stand in moments of comfort and convenience, but where they stand at times of challenge and controversy. Where will you stand at the difficult moments of life? So join me in an affirmation. On this new day, say this with me, on this new day, I create an outrageously wonderful life. One more time. On this new day, I create an outrageously wonderful life. So it is. Thank you.